Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. This is Drew Stedman. I'm here with Jimmy Seibert. Hey, Drew. Welcome to Passion Purpose <laughs> Podcast. Today, I'm excited because we're going to be talking about discipleship. Uh, no surprise if you know both of us. <laughs> Always something on the front of our minds, but um, specifically just been thinking about what does it mean for us to bear fruit? How do we live a life of fruitfulness? And wanted to ask you, Jimmy, um, so give me your take on Matthew 13, the parable of the sower, and what are the implications for me? Yeah, it's huge, man. Well, you know, when we when we talk about being a disciple and wanting to bear fruit, man, you can't get away from the seed and the sower, right? It talks about the people who right. believe quickly and then it fades away. But it's really the third and fourth soil that kind of your make or break, right? So uh, we'll go backwards. The fourth soil says... There were those who received the word with a good heart and bore fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. So here's the way I look at it. Hey, I love Jesus. I want to go for it. I want to learn. I want to grow. So, okay, I'm gonna, then I'm going to bear fruit 30, 60, or 100 fold. But what's the difference between 30 and 100%? Oh, okay. That's a good question, that right? That is a good question. Well, when you're 30% dead to self with a good heart, you're going to have a 30-fold return. Wow. Whoa. How about that? When you're 60% dead to self, you're going to have a 60-fold return. And when you're 100% dead to self, you're going to have a 100-fold return. So this really correlates to Jesus saying, whoever will lose his life will save it. Right. right? It's that idea of when I let go and lay hold of Jesus and his kingdom, there's no end to the amount of fruit I can bear because I'm committed to him. But I thought it was really interesting in the seed and the sower that Jesus said, hey, they had a good heart and they received the word and some bore fruit 30 fold. So there's a lot of good hearted people yeah. that um, are bearing good fruit. Let's say that they really believe in biblical family and they were committed to it. Well, they're bearing good fruit, but but they're not sure about sharing their faith in the workplace or they're not right. uh, about financial stewardship and, and being uh, extravagant givers. So they're bearing fruit in that which they've received with a good heart. But there's so many things that God has for us if we just say everything is the kingdom. So that piece right there has helped me through the years to say, I want to be dead to self and alive to God so that everything has an opportunity to bear fruit. Um, now, the third soil actually is what I wanted to spend a little time on that I, I really am, is, is kind of cool. Um, Jesus is so smart, right? He's speaking <laughs> 2,000 Amen. years ago. And he's speaking 2,000 years ago knowing that it would be relevant for us today. Right. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. I mean, you know, there's some cultural context and all that stuff, but it really is amazing that this is not like rocket science. Right. Jesus knows people better than anyone, right? So he said, the people who didn't bear good fruit were those who got caught up in three things, deceitfulness of riches, desire for other things, and the cares of the world. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 
I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that. Those are the three biggies, right? We'd say, well, I, I think it's lust, or I think it's anger, whatever. All these are very detrimental, by the way, and will destroy your life. So I can we can put them in that category. But I thought when it came to bearing fruit, I thought, okay, deceitfulness of riches. I'm believing that my pursuit of riches and riches themselves will satisfy me. Yeah. So because I believe that riches and materialism will satisfy me, I'm not tapping into the riches of Christ. Wow. So it's a, it's a treasure exchange, right? I can't be going for the treasures of this world and have the treasures of Jesus. I got to let go of my pursuit. Now, all the balances are okay. Is it wrong to have money and resources and all that stuff? It's not what you have. It's what you do with it. It's not what you have. Right. It's what has you. Yeah. Right? So so my deal on the deceitfulness of riches, I don't want to make a job decision. I don't want to make a career decision. I don't want to make a time decision. If it's just to get riches, to be more comfortable for me. Because Jesus already said, you're not going to bear fruit if that's your pursuit. Wow. Big deal. But it's Jesus even talked about you can't serve two masters. There so, it is. I mean, just even hearing you say that makes me realize that if I'm serving money, I make my decisions based on where I get more money. Exactly. If I'm serving the kingdom, I'll make decisions on what advances the kingdom. Absolutely. And, you know, that, yeah, I don't know that we normally think of these categories in our traditional, you know, sin versus not sin. It's really yeah. a heart posture exactly. of what am I living for. Um, yeah. And, and what's interesting is that. Um, even the people who kind of the key entrepreneurs in the world, most of them went bankrupt or broke because their vision was stronger than the dollars. Wow. It wasn't just the dollars that created Apple or whatever. It was a vision to change the way everybody thinks in the world. And of course, there was a, it was driven by all kinds of wicked motives at one level. But remember, when the vision is higher than the sacrifice then the sacrifice is worth it. Yeah. If you don't have a vision of Jesus and a desire for him, then you're going to go for the treasures of the world. Okay. So deceitfulness of riches, still a problem, going to be a problem. And for us, let's, let's just say that everybody listening to this is good hearted and has more fruit or wants to bear fruit. Can I tell you that you're just a few days away from being deceived by riches? Like my deal is, is that uh, the reason I haven't totally bitten that apple and gone full wholehearted into it is not because I'm not tempted or even passively drift that way. It's because I know that it, it can be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm aware that the deceitfulness riches will not get me to the outcome. Therefore, when it uh, raises its head, I address it quickly. Okay, deceitfulness riches. Second deal is desire for other things. Now, okay, the scripture says that all things should be enjoyed through the word and prayer. So. A good meal, uh, a movie, right? Uh, good friendships, whatever. These are these are like good things, and there even there's some biblical strength behind that. But desire for other things means I wake up in the morning desiring something other than Jesus in the kingdom. Mm. All right. So Jesus said, "Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you." So when I wake up desiring uh, position, desiring identity or just desiring pleasure or just desiring to be left alone. <laughs> you know, a desire for other things other than Jesus and the kingdom will keep me from bearing fruit. So some of you will say stuff like, you know, I'm just distracted by so many things. The distraction is there because there's a desire there for something other than Jesus and his kingdom, which is a big deal, right? So desire for other things. So, so like, you know, let me ask you. So, Drew, if I said, all right, the reason you're not bearing fruit is you desire other things. 
What would you, what are those, what are those things that you see keep people from bearing fruit? Gosh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, you know, I think I just even self-reflecting uh, as a parent, uh, you know, there's just so much that's always in your brain that you have to do that I think is part of following God of caring for your family. And it's sure. so easy that those little ounces of free time, um, it's not wrong to rest, but it sure. can become an idol, you know, yeah. or it can become, it's like, I, I, one level parenting has taught me, um, how to die to self. Uh, sure. but the little bits that are still alive become all the more easy to grasp yes. onto. And, yeah. um, so I certainly wrestle with that. And, and again, I, I think, as you said, with balance, there's, there's nothing wrong with, um, taking some time to get recharged. It's just sure. when that becomes a demand, uh, right. when it becomes about what are the little things along throughout the day that are for me, um, rather than Jesus, my whole life is yours. You lead me into rest, you know, and it can actually be the same. I mean, my experience, it can be the same activity. It's just, what am I going into it? Is it, is it trying to grasp for something or is it with a heart of gratitude and full surrender to Jesus? Yeah. The way, the way I say it is that if my desire for other things is what I'm thinking about all day long, even if it's not evil, then it has my heart. That's really good. Versus Jesus. And, and a little discipline that I try to do, and I say the key word is try because I fail consistently, but I committed to it. And that is whatever I value most do first. So if I'm resting, quote unquote, before I watch the movie, before I yeah. just veg, before I do my thing, read some scripture, pray, worship, get my heart as full as I can, then go enjoy whatever I've got. It, 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 it's just... It's the first place, first love thing that determines the fruit. Okay, so again, we're in seed three, or, or the third soil, right? It's deceitful or just a desire for other things in cares of this world. Okay, so this is also an interesting one. You know, like smart Jesus here again, right? Cares of the world. And that, and, and he describes it in Matthew 6 in high detail. Worrying about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to go, etc., it's all that stuff that most of us spend 90% of our prayer time on. The stuff that Jesus said, don't worry about. Yeah. <laughs> you ever thought about that? That's really? Great. 90% of our prayer time is about stuff that Jesus said, don't worry about. Oh, gosh. Amazing. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, cares of the world uh, are not just like somebody who's over anxious, you know, person. It's that I'm so focused on if I could just pay this bill, if I could just, yeah. you know, get the right outfit, if I could just get the right car, if I could just get the right... It's not even materialism. It's just the the uh, ethos around it. Everything I'm doing is for yeah. survival, right? And so my goal is, yes, we all have responsibilities and we want to be diligent, we want to be faithful, but I can't let them have my heart, right? That, I don't, the one thing about being older you have is just experience. Some people call it wisdom, but it's usually experience out of stupidity. So, <laughs> so here's an experience out of stupidity. There will always be another to-do list. Yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm in my mind, I still think if I could just get it done, then I will be peaceful. That is such a ridiculous thought because it, whatever it is, has another thing waiting behind it. So you're never going to get it all done. It's how you're going to do it. It's the same thing like we talked about enjoying a time, a break. It's the heart behind it and how you see it versus the activity of it, right? I still need to pay my bills, still need to mow my grass, still need to take care of challenges that happen with cars and house and all that stuff. But if I do it in a rhythm of Jesus and the kingdom and peace and rest, then I'm bearing fruit while I'm doing it. 
like I'm enjoying the Lord. I'm enjoying the people I'm with. Uh, maybe the worker needs a word of encouragement or needs to share the gospel with them or whatever. I can enjoy it. So too many times for me, I would say on the cares of the world, I've been so driven to get the deal done and get the list done that I've missed the person of Jesus and the people in the activity. So whenever I get that wound up, I pause, try to take a step back and say, who are the people I'm going to interact in this activity? And how am I going to uh, abide in the person or with the person of Jesus while I do it? Okay, so we start out this deal talking about uh, discipleship and what it, in regards to the seed and the sower. Hey, I want to be alive to God and dead to self, and therefore that's my greatest option, opportunity Excuse me, to bear fruit. And the joy of my life is when I am walking with Jesus in unison, in partnership, in every area of my life, uh, not just part of it. And that's what Jesus is saying in the fourth soil. In the third soil, he's making the observation of what all of us drift towards. Deceitfulness of riches. If I could just have more money, everything would be okay. Uh, the desire for other things. There's all kinds of other things that can satisfy me other than Jesus. I think I'll just go have that or this or that. And then this last one, the cares of the world, that big piece about, hey, either if, if we really are trusting God with our lives, if we really are uh, partners with him, then everything is a partnership, not just some things. Maybe I'll maybe I end with this one last thought. I think it's interesting in Philippians 4 where Paul talks about contentment, and he uses this little phrase, I've learned to be content in all things whether abasing or abounding, whether I have a lot or whether I have a little, I've learned to be content because I can do all things in Christ who strengthened me. Learning contentment is a process. And so we have stories like the seed and the sower that we learn the natural response of man so that we can learn how to walk with Jesus and live a contented life. We should live a zealous, hungry, go-for-it life, but with deep contentment because we're with the person of Jesus. It's great. Wow. Convicting. Hey, me too. I'm convicted. <laughs> I'm ready, ready to walk out of here and, and walk with Jesus. So this week, as we wrap up, let's all walk out and really ask God for grace to learn contentment, mm-hmm. to uh, not allow our hearts to drift towards, uh, towards distraction. And we do that by pressing in to the purpose of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining all us, right. everybody. And we'll see you back here soon. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.